I've, I've become quite a bookworm <laughs> so read very widely about the the period yeah but this did take me more into how a physician would have trained for example even though uh, my character's coming in after he's done his training just so that if he mentions something about his his development that it, it it's hopefully in line with what what would have actually been done and um, what sort of little things did you find out that were surprising? Uh, one of the things while I was researching the hidden people was um, about Victorian funerals because it, when you see the Victorian period pictured on film especially, you quite often see the whole family at a funeral and actually it wasn't very common for women to go to funerals at that point in time, particularly in a city because um, graveyards are really overcrowded, they were really quite um, unpleasant places and the women would have stayed at home. So Queen Victoria, for example, didn't attend Prince Albert's funeral when he died. So it, it's just an odd little thing. It's quite funny then when you're watching things on TV set in Victorian times, kind of sitting there thinking, they wouldn't have done it like that. <laughs> and um, is there anything about the Victorian era itself that draws you in? I think the Victorian era is so fascinating, especially for somebody who's come through um, genre writing, because the Victorians had such a sense of possibility about life and spirituality and how things were and such a curiosity and they were fascinated with the uncanny so even something like mesmerism that we might see now as something that's purely therapeutic they saw as a gateway to what they called higher phenomena and they'd been mesmerizing people and asking them to travel astrally to the moon and describe the beings that they found there and there's just such wonderful possibilities and and that sense of discovery and I would say that the scientific advances meant they were kind of shutting these doors kind of one by one but the fact that they started out with this mindset that you know, all these things could actually have been possible I, I just love exploring those aspects of it. And um, with your writing obviously some of the things you write about are quite scary um, do you ever scare yourself when you're writing or when you're reading it back? I, th I think that's the key to be, to be honest <laughs> because um, I think if I sit down and think okay I've got to scare somebody now it's probably like a, a comedian who mentions what they do to somebody in the pub and they say okay well make me laugh then it's, it's that um, it, it's so difficult when you do it consciously but I think I just I, I don't even sort of set out to scare people really I think what I'm trying to write about is certain aspects of the human condition and we're all kind of confused about you know perhaps what happens when we die or, or you know afraid of losing somebody but those things are all a part of life as well so I'm just really writing about I suppose the the big questions that kind of fascinate me as, as much as other people and I think when I'm exploring the, th the things that fascinate me or that frighten me then hopefully that that sense comes through to the reader. And um, some of your uh, settings are quite vivid, um, for example, describing uh, the, the Yorkshire Moors and that sort of thing. When you're writing, does the setting come first or is it more the plot and then you find where it sits? It varies. Um, certainly my first book, A Cold Season, the, the setting was very much what was all around me at the time because I was working in, in Saddleworth um, and, and commuting in winter and crossing Saddleworth Moor sort of amid the snow and seeing how beautiful beautiful it was but also very bleak and uh, it was quite difficult to get home sometimes so that uh, sense of anxiety of trying to get out I think really fed into yeah. the book yeah but um, I've tried to write about places that I know and that 
um, surround me all the time. I'm quite often if I'm wandering around Yorkshire with my dogs and, and things. So those kind of rural landscapes do tend to come up in my work. And um, you've said before that sort of you've been influenced by fairy tales and folklore stories. Are there any that really stick with you that show themselves maybe in your writing? Definitely. And I think it's my early obsession with fairy tales when I was a child that's probably perhaps, I don't know, it's, uh, to thank or to blame for, <laughs> for the kind of things I'm interested in now. Because the first book that I really loved was Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tales. And I think the fact that People think of fairy tale happy endings, but actually some of his endings was, were just heartbreaking. I remember crying over the Little Mermaid so often because she just, in the way of fairy tales, she gives up everything for love and tries to win this prince and he just doesn't love her back. And I just found that so heartbreaking as a child. But the, the kind of sense of possibility and of finding a little bit of magic.